Welcome to Podcast at Boatwright. I am Lucretia McCulley, Director of Outreach Services at Boatwright Library. Our author today is Monty Dada, Assistant Professor of Political Science, and he is discussing his new book, Anti-Americanism and the Rise of World Opinion, published by Cambridge University Press. Drawing from a wealth of research data, interviews, and surveys of social media, this book directly examines pro and anti-American views and asks what we can learn about the nature and impact of world opinion. Monty, thank you for joining us today. Thank you. It's great to be here. Well, to start off our conversation, I'd like to ask you what inspired you to write on this particular topic. You know, it was a while back,、uh, all the way in the mid 1990s, when I was living abroad in South Korea, and I was teaching English to children and adults in the seaside town of Yosu, a really beautiful coastal town. And one afternoon, I was with my co-teacher, Mr. Sun, and Mr. Sun was a very frank, gruff man who wouldn't hold back his opinions. And one afternoon, while I was waiting for the bus in downtown, it was a beautiful sunny day. He was smoking a cigarette, and he was taking a drag on a cigarette, looking at me. And he said in this really gruff voice, "I like you, but I don't like your country." And of course, by my country, he was referring to the United States. And it was at that moment in time that I really began to step back and think about what. What he meant? What was it to look about to look at the United States from another point of view outside of my own, and to really think about why people might feel upset with the United States, why people might love the United States, and how people can simultaneously have a relationship of loving and hating the United States. You know, so so for instance, around the world, people seem to love American movies. Iron Man Three is the box office champ right now around the globe. People love that, but at the same time, you know, when you look back on the protests prior to the U.S. led war in Iraq in 2003, there was global protests everywhere. So this love and hate is is there,、um, and so th- those roots go back, you know, I guess more more than、uh, almost gosh, almost 20 years now, and and so I'm very very concerned about the U.S. image abroad. My hope, normatively speaking, is to foster a better image of how others view the United States, and ultimately to, through my scholarship, use data to to create insights that might help ultimately policymakers in the United States have a better feeling for how others feel about the U.S. and what that means for the United States, and use that ultimately to create a stronger bridge, not only with people in South Korea but over. All across the globe, so this is a this is a very emotionally invested issue, and and I think it was through that emotional investment that I plowed through the dissertation, that I stuck with it, and not once did I get tired of the subject because for me it's still alive.、Um, you know whether America is very popular as it is right now,、uh, especially if you compare attitudes toward the United States between George Bush Jr. and Barack Obama. Or if in the future attitudes toward the United States go back to being low again, it's something I'm always going to care about, because I, I want others to view the United States positively, and I want to help be a part of this process with providing more data, more information to to help 
bridge that gap a little bit more. Well, thank you. That was a fascinating history of how it's evolved for you. Well, how would you envision undergraduate students um, using this book for their study and research? You know, I think there are at least two ways. The first way reminds me of a first-year seminar that I taught a couple of years ago on the very subject of public opinion, world opinion, specifically in the context of anti-Americanism and pro-Americanism over the time. Uh, and when I was teaching this FYS, I was actually teaching parts of the book that I was writing and drafting and sharing some of the more accessible, non-statistically latent parts of the book with my students who are just freshmen. And I think definitely in a future class, whether it's on international relations or U.S. foreign policy or maybe another seminar on world opinion or anti-Americanism, I think there might be at least some instances of inserting a chapter here or a chapter there, if not the entire book. Um, another way that I think the book might be useful is when I'm teaching one of our uh, requisite methods courses again, in which majors in the political science department have to be trained in basic, descriptive, and inferential statistical modeling. The book relies on a lot of heavy statistical modeling, and I could easily illustrate examples and concepts of hypothesis testing or data analysis actually using material from the book. Mm -hmm. um, so I think in at least a couple of ways, even for freshmen or for more advanced students, the book will have, I think, concrete value. Um, and of course, you know, if, if anti-Americanism sweeps across the front pages again, it's a really volatile issue then the book might become very relevant for, for other classes, maybe even in other departments. Uh, I know some folks have taught classes on, I think, how the French view the United States. Mm -hmm. Or I think there was a, a Tocqueville seminar not too long ago just about um, how uh, Tocqueville looked at the United States and how that, that's reflected today. So that maybe could be slipped in as well. So I, I think... I think there are possible outlets for the book and other outlets that have, have yet to be fully realized. Okay, great. Thank you. Mm. And our last question, how did library services support you in writing this book? You know, I think the, the best way I, I got good support from the library was from our social sciences librarian, Laura Horn Pop, And she uh, was really a sounding board, I think, for the stage where I was going back and reassessing the original data set that I looked at, which I gathered quite a bit from the National Archives. And it helps so much to have somebody who can just bounce ideas off of you and help you retrace the intellectual steps of how I found that data point versus that data point to make sure that I'm dotting my I's and, and crossing my T's. So I felt that although the, the original research was done when I was you know, way back in graduate school, I felt as if I was in a safe, intellectual, and morally supportive space with people here at the library just to literally chat about the methods that I used in, in gathering and collecting that original data because whenever you produce, produce a, a work of social science, it's so important to make sure that you are using the data in the best possible way. If the data are not good, the research will fall apart. So from a moral, almost an emotionally supportive standpoint, I felt as if I had a safe community of, of people to bounce ideas off of here at the library. 
And, and I think that's paid off in dividends because for my, my ongoing research now on, on my next topic of human trafficking, I have a good working relationship with Laura and I can bounce other ideas off her. And it's becoming more of this intellectual support network, which I, I feel very, very, very uh, thankful to have the library here as. Yeah, well, that's wonderful. And I'm glad that you've been able to find that here at Boatwright. Mm. Thank you, Dr. Data, and please note that anti-Americanism and the rise of world opinion is available in Boatwright Library and in the Campus Bookstore. You've been listening to podcasts at Boatwright. Our host was Lucretia McCulley. Our guest today was Dr. Monti Data. Editing and production was performed by Andy Morton. Visit Boatwright Library on the web at library.richmond.edu.